Hello, Hobie community. Today, we have a new episode of the Hobie Podcast. What is the Hobie Podcast? Hobie Podcast will keep you updated on news and events in the cryptocurrency industry. We'll also invite some key influencers to provide their take on the industry, share their insights, and their story on how they became a success. Changing the world through blockchain technology. Next up on the Hobie Podcast is Use Cases of Chromia with Hendrik. He's the co-founder and CEO of Chromia. Stay tuned to listen to it. Welcome, Hendrik. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Where, where are you located at? I'm based in Stockholm, Sweden, and the other co-founders are from Israel and uh, Ukraine. I, I know a lot about your project, and I know a lot about the token, but I really don't know about who you are. So can you tell me a little bit about who you are, where you're from exactly, where you're born, and like what got you into crypto? Oh, I'm a middle-aged man. So I started as a de- you know, started to code when I was 12, 13 or something on my home computer. I got my first pay job when I was 16 or 15 even. Worked even more professional after, after started as a, de- a professional developer in 1989, I think. Uh, and then went into the science at university. But then I thought the computers is too much. So I wanted to read and know other things. I started with philosophy and turned into economics and political science. Uh, but in the end, after starting working with market research, uh, I went back into being a developer, worked with finance and IT as a consultant. And then I wanted to be an entrepreneur, so I started a web 2.0 startup, got to know Alex, our CTO, and then uh, that didn't fly, uh, went back into being a consultant. And he introduced me to Bitcoin in 2013 for me, yeah. He probably sent a note in 2012, but I studied economics, so I didn't notice, uh, I didn't believe in, 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 in Bitcoin at the time, because, you know, that was the gut reaction of us economists. So, but when I read the white paper, I was completely blown away. And um, at the time, Alex had started our CTO had started a project called the Color Coins project. So this was the first time you could have user-created tokens. So not only send currency like Bitcoin to each other, but you could also issue shares or NFTs or whatever. So he started this project and did the first source code. And it was kind of influential. We had people like Jimmy Song, uh, people that are now in R3 was uh, hang around. So Gideon Greenspan was hang around. Uh, Vitalik Buterin even worked a little bit on a white paper in that. So, uh, but it sort of, broke down into several projects and sort of wasn't going that awesome, good yeah. way with both. So we started the company together. How would you explain Chromia? Yeah, so I would say that normal cryptocurrencies is basically what we call a linked list of transactions, just a, a, a series of transactions in order. But in the normal world, when you talk about the database and you know structuring information, um, it is a relational database. That's what has 100% enterprise use and 85% market share behind Facebook, behind SAP, behind WordPress, behind Amazon, everything, everywhere you look behind the banks, everywhere you look, there is a database and the database is all 
in 99% of cases, it's a relational database. So Proga is the first block to provide a combination of that model, the relational database model, and the blockchain. Sure. So it's basically like the, it's like a ledger that stores all the transactions and it's very easy to keep track of who owes what, right? Well, that's a normal blockchain. That's the ledger, right? Sure. But the ledger, if you look at the normal world, no one asks about a ledger. They don't sure, talk sure. about ledgers. They talk yeah. about database. database. Uh, so Chrome has both a ledger and, and a database, but the ledger is more low level stuff. But it's as easy to, if Mark Zuckerberg could with some friends could code Facebook on his dorm, they used PHP and MySQL. MySQL is a relational database. And Chromium makes it just as easy to do a social network as, or a bank, whatever. We have cases for both of these. Sure. We do have now a, a sort of decentralized social network prototype called we call Chrome Unity. Uh, but it's you know, quite advanced in a way because it is a decentralized social network. Uh, not uh, with new, we can experiment with new kinds of governance, etc. Uh, banks, maybe not, but we are sort of helping out to do options now with another project called Hedget that's going to be built on the Chromium platform. And we have some enterprise use cases as well. Yeah, so like one thing that really stepped out with your project is how you on your website talked about RELL, R E L L and how it's built yeah. so simple to, for people to develop on. Yeah, I mean, if you look outside our little bubble, the blockchain industry again, people talk about databases. And databases are using this model, relational algebra. Uh, that's basically something close to logic. It's close to easy mathematics, how to structure information. And normally, uh, that's sort of the, the foundation of a database. And you have used a language to be able to, to code using that math. And that's called SQL or SQL, Structured Query Language. But that's an, an old language and it's been around for decades in, in various flavors from different uh, vendors, Oracle being the, the largest one. So that language has shown some signs of age plus if we're going to do this we need to have security in a decentralized context because this is decentralized and you cannot easily just take a programming language and put it on a blockchain uh, that's why we have solidity rather than java on that mm. blockchain because you know, you need to have cryptographic primitives etc so rel is like a modern sql or sql a modern database programming language but it's also blockchain programming language and the easiness comes mainly from being a normal database that's a very easy to use technology that's very fast to do programming uh, but also it's a little bit more compact and a little bit nicer to use as well easy to learn the whole point of this podcast is kind of give people about use cases within chromia can you talk about like one or two or three like use cases right now that they can use your token on because i think that's the most important part yeah i mean chromia is a generic blockchain so it can be used for a lot of things and we, we, when we started it we came from the enterprise blockchain space working with governments and land registries basically private private blockchain settings with banks and such. Uh, but when we are doing a public decentralized network we thought what's the interesting cases where things happen and at the time we thought that games that's going to be huge 
because we can have new kinds of games with the NFTs that, uh, so you, that you own sets in the right way. And that's where the blockchain industry has started, but also about having the logic on chain. Uh, and uh, that's one use case not done by us, but another sort of startup called Chain of Alliance. It's a blockchain-based uh, strategy battle game. So it's not only about NFTs, but that they have the complete game logic on-chain. So you can inspect it, you can see that it's a fair, uh, fairly done, etc. And deterministic. So that's really cool. Blockchain gaming, and we are, we are sort of... We're doing two games ourselves, Minds of Dalarnia, which we did together with a company called Working Man. Also, uh, we have Antler Interactive, a studio that are launching a puzzle game now called the Christopia that will be on the blockchain and we are doing some experimental. That's really great. So banking, gaming, and then like a studio and lots of other things in development. So that's amazing. But it's easy to code it on Chromia. But we, Chromia integrates as well with Ethereum as so like a second layer so we can have options uh, that work on Ethereum also done on Chromium, so to speak. You know, there there's so many different types of cryptocurrency. I think last time I looked up, there was like 3,000 or 4,000 or something like that. You know, yeah. I know each one has their own special sauce and secret recipe that they're trying to go after as far as use cases. But like, how do you compete with someone like, you know, like Ethereum, you know, or another like XRP or Bitcoin? Are you guys trying to compete with them? And if so, like, how do you think that you can compete with them? Yeah, I mean, in a way, we are sort of a generic platform. So I would say we're not competing with Bitcoin. That's more more for for currency uh, rather than potentially Ethereum and other more modern blockchains where you can use to do complete applications. So how are we competing? Again, there is no other blockchain that is also a database and a blockchain, a relational database and a blockchain. You need to look a little bit outside of, of the the blockchain industry see why that is valuable. So I can just give some numbers. 100% enterprise use. I already mentioned that it's behind Amazon, behind Facebook, behind SAP, behind all the core banking apps, etc. So that's the technology that we are uniquely in the blockchain space building on. And so if you don't trust me, you should trust uh, sort of some of these enterprise companies that is valuable technology uh, base uh, and a good programming model so that's the, the core thing that differentiates us yeah. and uh, competing you as i'm a developer too and i know how we function normally we like to have productive tools like so it's not like we are using exactly the same technologies as we did before. There's always something new coming. And the new technologies that wins are usually the most productive ones. Uh, a few years ago, people were coding in C++. Mainly, I mean, it's still used for games and you know, sort of particular, it's not dead language. But Java came and they said, oh, this is a little bit easier to work with. And then people jumped onto Java. In the web, we had like PHP. Everyone was using PHP, but then, yeah. Someone came up with, well, let's use Ruby on Rails. And people started to try that. And then came Node.js and said, yeah, let's use JavaScript on the server as well as in the browser and do new frameworks and stuff. And people start to switch to React uh, rather than coding PHP, etc. Mm. We're always looking for productive tools. And we, we can show that like, it's much easier to code on Chromia than on the other blockchains because the other blockchains are not databases. And look, uh, you know, Facebook was done with a database by, by some students like PHP and MySQL. Just as easy, you can use Chromia and the front end to, to do something. And we have some comparison with other blockchain technologies and makes it 
we have like up to one tenth of the lines of code if you're using our language rather than yeah so the, the, the programming language makes it really easy and it's very simple and simplistic but it's also very secure which is really important because you want people to be able to build on it and not have to do yeah. so much work which makes sense so why why we can compete because we have another tech stack that's very valuable and very productive to develop when is the next upgrade like said so i know i saw a couple of things about staking and like the, the, the end of the roadmap uh, yeah the roadmaps are uh, roads but uh, we hope that we can launch staking now and i mean it very soon uh, but of course as as normally we want to make sure that it's it's uh, secure Sure. Uh, and the main it will be a rollout in phases, etc. But, but uh, like the community a lot, and they are really excited when we actually listed you on, uh, you know, our campaign with Fast Track. So it was really amazing. Um, but you know, we have a surprise for our listeners, and uh, we're doing a special campaign for the Chromia community. We're giving out 10,000 Chromia um, the week of September 7th to September 13th. So I'm just telling all the listeners, make sure you stay tuned. We're gonna have a huge campaign. We appreciate Chromia for you know, working with us and collaborating with this on this uh, podcast. So stay tuned on September 7th to September 13th. It's going to be huge. We really appreciate it. So thanks so much for collaborating with us. Oh, <laughs> that's going to be cool. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I asked some um, people on Twitter, like if they had any questions for you, and I got a couple of them. Um, this is just, they want to know about who you are. So do you have any special like human tricks or anything fun that you like to share that you can do, you know, like swimming, something that you're really interested in other than cryptocurrency? Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm collecting hobbies all the time. I used to play, uh, I have like a VW bus that I'm very fond of. Uh, so, you know, normal hobbies and stuff. Um, but sort of, I'm an all-rounder. I, I'm a football fan as well. Um, just like my other co-founder, so we support football teams. Uh, do you do you play a pool a lot? Because I saw on the on your website, like I was I was looking through all the information. I saw you play pool. Are you good? Pool, are you good pool player? I, I kind of like it. You know, I've been been playing for a long time, uh, but I'm not good. So that's it. But uh, it's a fun game. But sorry, some some things you know your limits. Where you can't really. I would, can never be a good pool or billiards player because I don't have the eye hand coordination. And I will not, never be like a good guitarist either because I, you know, I've been trying so hard, but I can't. Do you have like a story or a small little clip that you can tell about of any of anyone you met that was just like really interested, like um, either in North America or anyone at a conference that you met that you like to share? I was starstruck basically once when I wore a contract with Nick Sabo, uh, so that was like I'm, I'm not normally starstruck, but I, that was one of these attempts. Uh, it was very. But it was fun to be on the panel with them, um, you know. Uh, and Vitalik was in our open source project, so so we hanged out with him a little bit in New York. Um, it's also a very very nice guy. Uh, we we're about to go to dinner together, and but sorry, we want to take a cab or something. But it was like, yeah, we take the subway, and so it's a very grounded, which is very nice. I think, particularly in this industry, we need more grounded people. Uh, so, when you met, when did you meet uh, Vitalik? Was it like when it, when Ethereum first came out, or was it just recently? Yeah, he just did the pre sale at the time. Uh, they were sort of trying to hack it together. Interesting. Yeah, he's he's one of the top people that everyone would like to meet, of course. Um, what's your like favorite thing about being in this industry? Is it? I mean, I mean, I mean we basically started the industry, so I've been here since before. When my first, when I talked about blockchain for the first time, on a, like a Bitcoin meetup, Bitcoin was the only thing at the time. 
no one understood what was he talking about tokens. Why would I do that? <laughs> and everyone said, "Yeah, now off next speaker about remittances." And everyone like, "Yeah." <laughs> uh, so uh, I, it's been a completely crazy ride, and sort of I'm, I had to become probably more I'm getting more, more into that getting more, seeing more and more opportunities for blockchain to make a difference in the world. One thing that we have been working with a lot is land registration and uh, sort of real estate and government sector attention in really improving people's environment uh, and uh, reduce poverty and corruption. So that's very exciting. Another thing is that if we can take this step, which I hope that Chroma can be an enabler for to, to make, to give more control over applications to to normal users. Yeah, so that's why I have a, the slogan, power to the public, because we want to have the public, i.e. you and me, and everyone around us to take control over our computing. A bit like the open source movement, but uh, for sort of... Do you, do you think that DeFi like, will last for a very, very long time? Or you think, do you think that the, uh, it's gonna be sort of like the last phase that we went through, like where it kind of phased out at the end, like the uh, you know initial offerings? Do you think that it will continue, like the DeFi, tr the trend will continue for the rest of the year on to next year? What, what do you take on that? Yeah, I think it will continue. It could be actually the, the, the building block of something. Uh, one of the questions mm. from community was, in five years, uh, where do you see Chromia? Personally, I think that it will be one of the largest blockchains. And we see a great deal of applications on the Chromia network that we are using in our daily lives, like not only... DeFi when we save things, but sort of on a, on a, on a regular basics, uh, and not only the crypto people, but sort of normal people will be using apps on Chromium. So, yeah, that's because I think that we have the most sound programming model and the foundation for managing data in a shared context, which is what blockchain is about inventing uh, and uh, working on improvements over time. So we not look exactly like it now, does now in five years from now. So just as Ethereum is planning 2.0, we will be planning 2.0 with the improvements and things like that. Well, that about wraps it up. Thanks again to our special honored guest, Hendrik from Chromia. Stay tuned for our giveaways very, very soon this week. And also, Thanks to our sponsor, CoinMarketCal. They cover all events that help traders make better decisions. You can check them out at CoinMarketCal.com. Thanks for staying tuned, Hobie Nation. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.